From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome, my friends, to this week's edition of the Parachronicle Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. This week we'll hear about the Pentagon being interested in that blue UFO over Hawaii just a few months back that was seen at the end of December, and a recent surge in Oregon cattle mutilations. Surge implying that it's an increase or more than usual, as though they happen at some sort of regular cadence. Well, yeah, didn't you know that? I mean, isn't that what Oregon is famous for? And a driver in Australia is startled by what is seemingly a child walking on a desolate stretch of highway in the middle of the night. And it's caught on his dash cam. How's that for a twist? And was it actually a child? We'll cover that and more coming right up. Now, before we get to the news, don't forget to like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our show. And we're always looking for stories from you. You know this, paranormal or otherwise. So give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126. Save it to your contacts, or you can always email at hawk at the That's H A W K E at the And on that note, let's dive right in. Well, if you were interested in that story from a couple of months ago about a blue Hawaiian UFO, and I, I don't mean a drink, although that would be nice about now, I mean an actual blue UFO seen over Hawaii. If you were interested in that story, You're not alone. So was the Pentagon, documents have revealed. This from Vice. On December 29th, 2020, people in Hawaii tracked a strange blue light soaring through the sky. Multiple witnesses took video of the object, and one woman even followed it in her car before the light seemingly dropped into the ocean. A Freedom of Information Act has confirmed that the air traffic controllers had no record of any missing or damaged aircraft that night, It also confirmed that the military was asking questions about a possible downed aircraft. Around 8.30 that night, witnesses began to film the strange blue light and post it on social media. The light moved across the sky at a fast speed, startling onlookers. Quote, I look up and then I was like, oh shit, one onlooker told the local ABC News. The woman and her family got in the car and tracked the object as it moved across the island before appearing to drop into the ocean. A second light, this one blue, followed the first but avoided the ocean and vanished behind a nearby mountain. Federal aviation authorities at the Honolulu Control Facility denied catching anything on radar and said they had no record of any flights in the area. And that was that. In an incident report unearthed via FOIA by the Black Vault, the FAA recounted its interaction with the police and military. Quote, Honolulu Police Department called to ask if we were missing any aircraft, the FAA report said. Someone from Nanakuli called them and said there is a possible downed aircraft 300 yards offshore. I checked with the controller and we are not missing any aircraft. After the FAA checked its logs and reported back to the police, someone in the military called them and asked for the name of the person who called in the sighting. The name and location of the military personnel making the call were redacted, but it was someone from the U.S. Coast Guard search and rescue operation. 
Sightings of unidentified flying objects spiked during the pandemic. New Yorkers reported seeing twice as many lights in the sky in 2020 than they had the previous year. The Navy has recently declassified three videos showing UFO encounters with fighter pilots, and the U.S. intelligence community is expected to publish a report on the phenomenon before June. So we'll see if that report comes out on time, and I'd be curious to find out if maybe this blue UFO, this blue Hawaiian, as I'll call it from now on, shows up in the report in June. If it's on time. We'll find out soon enough, won't we? And this week, detectives are perplexed by mysterious cattle mutilations happening in Oregon. This from Oregon Live. The udders appeared to have been removed with precision, straight, even cuts, as if made by a sharp object. The reproductive systems had been cut out cleanly as well, and without disturbing any other organs. There was no indication of predator activity, and perhaps, strangest of all, scavenger animals appeared to have hardly touched these six cow carcasses found in a 70-day span this year on ranch land in rural Crook County. Detectives with the Crook County Sheriff's Office, longtime ranchers, and a Preenville veterinarian who reviewed evidence from an ongoing case say they're stumped by the unnatural deaths. But the mutilated cattle might be more ordinary than they seem, according to Brian Dunning, a Ben-based podcaster committed to deflating wild claims. Quote, this reads like a very typical case, he said. Crook County Sheriff John Gottney said his office has no leads, but cautioned there's no reason to panic. We've had cases like this over the years, Gottney said. They seem to come in groups and then go away. We are not speculating on how these are happening as we try to keep an open mind and look at all possibilities. Mutilated cattle have been reported in the American West since at least the 1960s. There have been multiple recent cases of bull mutilations in Harney, Wheeler, and Umatilla counties in eastern Oregon. But now, beef cattle have been turning up dead in remote ranch lands outside of Preenville, bearing signs common to the cattle mutilation phenomenon. The current string of cases began February 27th when Crook County Sheriff's Office Deputy Scott Durr was dispatched to suspicious circumstances at the 96 Ranch on Southeast Van Lake Road. Owner Ricky Shannon said one of his herd had been discovered dead two days earlier with an odd cut down its spine. Shannon, who lives on the ranch with his two sons, reported no predators or birds had touched the cow. There were no tracks and no blood surrounding it whatsoever. The cow's left cheek, tongue, and three of its teats had been cut away cleanly. But the eyes, usually the first body part to be scavenged after death, were completely untouched. There were no bullet holes, and a scan of the cow by a metal detector turned up none. The cow was about 200 yards from the road, near the edge of a field and some juniper trees. There were no vehicle tracks near the dead animal and no footprints of any kind. The mystery deepened a few days later. On March 4th, Casey Thomas, manager of the GI Ranch on Lister Road in Paulina, reported that one of his herd of around 5,000 appeared to have suffered a strange death as well. Crook County Detective Javier Sanchez arrived to find a deceased Black Angus cow lying on its side. Hair had been removed near the stomach, all four udders were cut off, and its left cheek, tongue, and sex organs had been removed. Between the front legs, an uneven patch of hair was missing, and in the middle was a prick mark, Sanchez wrote in his report. The next day, Crook County Sergeant Timothy Durheim was dispatched to a report of a wolf kill at the McCormick Ranch on Southeast Bear Creek Road. 
but it was apparent no wolf took down this cow. Durheim noted several straight incisions on the animal. One udder had been removed and a circular cut was made around the anus and the productive organs removed without puncturing the gut. The left cheek, left eye, and tongue had also been removed. Again, I noted straight, clean incisions where the cheek had been, Durheim wrote in his case report. Durheim examined the carcass and found a puncture wound between the neck and shoulder, but he found no bite marks. Quote, there was no apparent animal or human tracks immediately surrounding the carcass and only minimal blood in the area, Durheim wrote. I know from personal experience that if an animal is killed or scavenged by predators, there is typically a large, bloody, messy area surrounding the carcass. Well, on March 6th, Casey Thomas called the police back to report finding another dead cow bearing the same strange injuries. This one more badly decomposed than the first, but its left cheek was also removed and a two-inch patch had been cut into the hair on its neck. Detectives took photos of the dead cows to Preenville veterinarian Dr. Taylor Carlin for her perspective. She agreed the deaths appeared unnatural, and her opinion was included in a search warrant request filed in the case to scan for cell phone activity near where the cows were found. Charges in any of the cases would include trespassing and aggravated animal abuse, with the cattle valued at nearly $1,250 to $1,400 each. Criminal mischief might also be charged. As a vet with an interest in large animals, Carlin has performed many post-mortem examinations on deceased livestock. When, and if, another mutilated cow turns up in Crook County, Carlin has agreed to perform an appropriate necropsy so she can personally examine a fresh specimen if another turns up. Quote, I wish I had an answer, she said. We're kind of at a loss. One possible explanation is these were, in fact, natural deaths. Podcast host Dunning's long-running show, Skeptoid, devoted an episode to debunking cattle mutilations in 2015. Dunning, who read the 28-page search warrant request, called the recent Crook County case typical of numerous accounts often attributed to aliens or satanic rituals. Quote, this is almost certainly the same kind of bird predation we've seen in so many similar cases, he wrote to the bulletin. In my opinion, there is nothing here that suggests anything but normal and expected bird predation had occurred and no justification for a search warrant to seek out an apocryphal human responsible for the wounds. Dunning said he's learned there's actually a short window of time between when the animal dies and when its body is scavenged when it's obvious what killed the animal. Quote, most particularly birds and also some insects will always go first for the exposed soft tissue, eyes, tongue, lips, and mouth area, genitals. The animal is dead with zero blood pressure so there is never significant bleeding from post-mortem wounds. The body is in the process of drying and decaying so skin pulls tight around the excised area, giving the impression of a perfect surgical cut. Carlin is waiting the results of liver and blood samples she sent away for lab testing. Meanwhile, police have sent hair samples to the state crime lab on the chance they don't belong to the bovine. Last year, the FBI in Oregon started receiving questions about cattle mutilations in central and eastern Oregon, according to Beth Ann Steele, spokesperson for the FBI Portland office. But despite sporadic media inquiries, the office does not have a current role in the cattle mutilation investigation, Steele wrote to the bulletin. So what is happening in Oregon? What do you think? Let us know. And we're left with a mystery after a dash cam captures a, a child walking on a dark highway. This from Yahoo News. A driver said he felt absolutely sick when he drove past what he claims was a child walking across a four-lane highway in New South Wales, Australia. But even stranger than the sighting is the result of a subsequent police search, which found no trace of a child. 
The dash cam footage was captured by Mitch Kuhn on Sunday night and shared to social media. Mr. Kuhn said what he saw on Sunday night looked to be a child on the middle of the highway. The footage shows the vehicle Mr. Kuhn was in was traveling at about 94 kilometers per hour along the Hume Highway at around 7.40 p.m. In the left-hand lane, a figure is seen on the highway. It is hard to make out what is in the video, though it does appear to be roughly the same size as a small child. Several people in the comments agreed the footage was, quote, scary, and a few even suggested the strange figure could possibly be a ghost. Mr. Kuhn explained on Facebook he phoned police after driving past the mysterious figure. Quote, I instantly called 000 as we couldn't stop as we had a huge toy hauler we were carrying and would, would have caused an accident, he wrote. Mr. Kuhn said he realized the dash cam footage could be of use to the police and once again called the local station, to which he claims he was told the child was safely collected from the highway. But the New South Wales police have a different version of events, confirming to Yahoo News Australia they conducted a search of the area but found no trace of the child. The discrepancy has left Mr. Kuhn feeling sick. Quote, now to see that they are claiming I was never told this makes me sick as I have the exact time and station I called on record, he wrote online. And I have to say, I've, I've watched the video several times now, and while you can never confirm a video to be 100% real, it does seem real to me. Uh, whether it's a ghost or not, that's another story altogether, but the object does seem solid given there's some shadowing behind it and the way the light is reflecting off of the object seems real for something that's in front of a car with b bright lights on a dark highway, as you would imagine. So go take a look. Let us know what you think. Was it a ghost? Was it a child? Was it a lot of, whole lot of nothing? And from CNET, NASA Ingenuity helicopter takes off on first historic flight over Mars. Quote, we can now say that humans have flown a rotorcraft on another planet Ingenuity, a NASA mini-helicopter no heavier than a two-liter bottle of soda, has pulled off the first powered controlled flight on another planet. The feat took place at 12.31 a.m. Pacific Time Monday morning, but it wasn't until over three hours later that NASA engineers at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory received the first data from Mars. The first flight is an impressive milestone in space exploration, paving the way for future missions on the Red Planet to utilize the skies, scouting new regions of the surface and surveying Mars's dusty, dead plains. Learning to fly on Earth was difficult enough, but flying on Mars was a grand engineering challenge. The Martian atmosphere is only 1% as thick as the Earth, so a standard flyer wouldn't cut it. NASA has now shown it was up to the task. Quote, We've been talking for so long about our Wright Brothers moment on Mars, and here it is, said Ingenuity Mars Helicopter Project Manager Mimi Ong. After ripping up her contingency speech, we can now say that humans have flown a rotorcraft on another planet. Ingenuity was not controlled by engineers on Earth during its attempt. Instead, commands were uploaded to the spacecraft that took it from pre-flight checks to powered flight in a matter of seconds. The rotor blades spun up to 2,500 RPM, about six times faster than an Earth-based craft. Six seconds after startup, Ingenuity's blades were able to generate lift by slicing through the tenuous atmosphere on the red planet. 
Two images were released of Ingenuity in flight, one showing the shadow of the rotorcraft on the surface of Mars, and one captured from the side by the Mars rover Perseverance. The flight attempt had been delayed from its original target date of April 11th to give NASA time to upgrade the machine's software after a spin test of the rotors ended too early. An issue with the watchdog timer prevented the helicopter from spinning up correctly, but Ingenuity's engineering team was corrected the, or has corrected the problem. The solution, they said, allows for the chopper to transition to flight mode and prepare for liftoff about 85% of the time. It's almost 120 years since Orville and Wilbur Wright got their experimental plane off the ground near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, documented in a famous black and white image of the flyer taken just moments after it left the ground. Well, with one successful flight under its belt, NASA's Ingenuity team isn't done. A series of increasingly difficult flights will be attempted in the coming weeks, pushing the limits of the tiny helicopter that could. A second flight has been scheduled for no earlier than April 22nd. And while it may not have covered quite the same distance as the Wright brothers' Kitty Hawk, Ingenuity has opened a path to achieve feats just as stunning elsewhere in the cosmos. Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else, or if you have an interesting story to tell. We'd love to hear from you. You can call our hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at www.theparachronicle.com. And please like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our little show here. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth and in the universe, we are not alone. For the Parachronicle Almanac, I'm Jonathan Hawk.